We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. I am not insecure, needy. God, that's a joke. How could I ever be insecure? I was the snowflake queen. Yeah. Two years ago when you were socially relevant. I am still socially relevant. And when you didn't need laxatives to stay skinny. I am going to eat your soul and shit it out, Thought you only murder boys. I go both ways. Hey guys, this is Pop Poor Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi. Happy Valentine's Day. And if you're single like me, happy Monday. So this week in our... Good for her. Month. I hate the drum. <laughs> I hate the <laughs> gavel. Uh, in this week's for... This week of... Uh, Good for her. Month, we are doing Jennifer's Body. It is our second week of four weeks. And Jimmy, would you like to grace us with a summary? Oh, wait, real quick. The drink this month is the Sweet But Sour. It is pink lemonade, gin, spiked lemonade, raspberry lemonade, cotton candy vodka, and Sprite. So if you like lemonade, this is your drink. Sorry, Jimmy. Go ahead. Nerdy reserved bookworm Needy Lesnicki and arrogant conceited cheerleader Jennifer Check are best friends, though they share a little in common. They share even less in common when Jennifer mysteriously gains an appetite for human blood after a disastrous fire at a local bar. As Needy's male classmates are steadily killed in gruesome attacks, the young girl must uncover the truth behind hers, uh, the truth behind her friend's transformation, and find a way to stop the bloodthirsty rampage before it reaches her own boyfriend, Chip. You were doing so well. I know. I so know. well. So close. So close. You did. That wasn't a cold read, though, because I think you read that before, because you were talking about the, the top. Ne- the yeah. top. I read the first line. Okay. And then um, the Rotten Tomato score is not good. It is 45% critics and it is 35% audiences. I get it. I don't know if you guys love this movie, but I was like, eh, I right. saw this in the I theater opening day. Love this movie. Oh, you do? Oh, I love this movie. I think this movie is great. I think that people just gave it a really bad rep when it came out. I feel like if it came out now, it would be it would do so much better. They didn't understand it. I do think it's it was in the wrong time, but I still did, I was still like, eh, it's all right. It wasn't anything special. Um, I thought it was great because then I watched Heather's right after, and we'll talk about that later. But then I was like, oh, that's and much better. Once again, but this one I actually did watch the director's cut because that's the one I. Is it Jennifer's Body director's cut too? It's an unrated cut. cut. Oh, oh, okay. I literally think like the only difference is the sex scene is longer with her and Needy and Jennifer. Oh, oh, I was like, that's literally the only thing I the think kissing is scene, not the yeah. sex scene. Okay, they call it a sex scene and everything. Do they really? Yeah. Um, okay, Jimmy, we're gonna okay. start with some shotgun facts. Please start. Okay, Hershey's chocolate syrup was used for Jennifer's black vomit scene, along with the use of CGI animation. Did it say how much how much chocolate syrup they used? Because that was a lot. No. Okay. Blake Lively turned down the role for Jennifer turned down the role of Jennifer due to scheduling conflicts with Gossip Girl. Oh, good. I think she'd be terrible. She wouldn't be a good um, Jennifer, no. Emma Stone and Brie Larson auditioned for Needy. Okay. I can see Emma Stone. The director's cut of the film, which added five minutes of footage, was removed from home video release and from Australian stores and supermarkets due to the graphic sex scene and violence. Wait. Okay. Of what? Of what was removed? Of of from whatever was removed from the unrated cut. They just they pulled the video off because it was too violent. And f- but they have the regular one still. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Interesting. Jennifer, sorry, it's just that was very interesting. Okay, yeah. Jennifer's surname Check was enlist, was initially intended to only be the placeholder name. It comes from writer Diablo Cody using the phrase Check, expressing the filling of the various required roles. Examples: Jennifer Check, Needy Check, and so on. The final name was never changed and features in the final film. Interesting. Is that it? That's it. And on that note, we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so... I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please Head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram, at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Jennifer's evil. I know. No, I mean, she's actually evil. Not high school evil. We're back. Still talking about Jennifer's body in our good for her month. I hate that drum. It's gonna bother me. <laughs> um, so let's start. Jimmy, did you like it? We already kind of talked about this, but I, I did. I do like it. It's it's got this cult feeling. And can I tell you something? Cult like following or like the movie because it's a cult. The cult following. Oh okay. And can I tell you something? Sure. This is like one. Of we the are best. on a podcast. This is one of the best things. I will. I had not thought of this movie in years. I was driving one day and I went like I was like, I want to listen to Through the Trees by. By the the group in the band, and I was like, "Play through the trees," and it did. And I was like, oh, "This is a good song." That I will say, I I thought it the, is a good song. The movie was all right for me, but that soundtrack, damn, that was a fucking great I soundtrack. To that. I used to listen. <laughs> I and then all of a sudden now I'm listening to that. That soundtrack is great. I was literally I watched it, and the then I get the disco song on that. And was, oh my god, that's one of my favorite. Finally, get the disco songs. I was I, I watched it, and then like a week later, I was like. I was whistling something. I was like, "What am I whistling?" We and I was like, "Through the trees, the trees uh, yeah. I will find you." Because at first I was like, "Oh, like was that like a?" I'm like, "Am I? Did I listen to a Panic at a Disco song? Like, or did I listen to like Paramore or something?" I was like, "I think there is a Paramore song in there. I think there is a. I know there is a Panic at the Disco song, and there's a Florence and the Machine song on." There. And when I when it clicked, I was like, "Oh fuck! Like this is a really good song because it's still in my mind, and I don't even know." Through the Trees is so good. And I love how it became the, the unofficial anthem of the everyone dying in, uh, what is it, Devil's Devil's Creek? Oh, yeah, Devil's Devil's Bend. Devil, Devil's Bend, yeah. Yeah. They were playing it in the movie, and I just was singing along with the movie. At first, I thought, like, it was an original song, and then I realized it wasn't. It's not. It's not. You know why? Because I was Googling. I'm like, wait, why? Like, legit wasn't this nominated for an Academy Award? That's why I was looking up, because I was like, oh, damn, that's, like, a really good song. And, like, I can see it getting... Like a, being like a best song back then, but I was like, oh, okay, never mind. And I'd also like to say that to the director of this film, which I can never say her name right. She isn't it Diablo Cody. No, she wrote it. Um, Karen Kusama. She also directed the pilot episode of Yellow Jackets. Oh, and I think he did say it right. Okay, good. 
Good for you. Yay. Um, Kelly, I know you said you love this movie. And Yellow Jackets is a good for her. Is this a Yellow Jackets podcast? I wish it was. Because I need to talk about Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets is great. Um, yeah, this movie is... I don't know. I feel like they were trying to do what Heathers did. And it just didn't work for me. They were trying to be funny, but yet like dark, like a dark comedy. Can't be dark. And it just didn't find the right balance. I don't know. To, that, that was my big concern with it. My big issue with it, not concern. I mean, like... When I first saw it, I did not care for this movie when I saw it in theaters, even though I did get scared on my drive home because I thought Jennifer was going to pop up in the middle of the street like she did. But as I've watched it through the years, because they do play it often, I've learned to appreciate it more because I'm just like, this movie was ahead of its time. Like this was like Josie and the Pussycats, where it's like people just did not appreciate how kind of like meta and how like on the nose it was because people are just like like why is it like this and it's just like this is actually like pretty fucking genius I'll give you that it was ahead of its time and the story like was interesting it had potential I just thought the follow through for me maybe when I watch it again I might have the same reaction as you did it just wasn't as 100% as it could have been I think it has to also do with um, the change perception against Megan Fox because at the time you know Megan Fox was really just known as like a a sex symbol. I mean, she, not much has changed that much, unfortunately, but because there's been like a whole new kind of focus on her and her career. Like when you look back on it, it's kind of like, this was actually like a really good role for her that she was playing. It was a different role and like put her in a different light. And I don't know. I just thought I still, I just really enjoy the film I, when it's on. I don't mind watching it over again. Mm-hmm. I Now she, I mean, now she went from, I feel like she went from like the transform, like the sex symbol roles in movies. And now she's like drinking uh, Machine Gun Kelly's blood. What if what a one eighty? Oh, I did see her other movie. I, I forgot what it was called. The uh, one that just released on Netflix. Oh, Till Death. Oh, the one with Till Death. The one with Machine Gun Kelly. No. No. Oh, she's that's in another Midnight one? Grass. Till it's death. called Till Death. Oh, I thought that was. I thought that's what it was. No, and it actually it was okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It has really good reviews, actually. I think it's in the 80s, the reviews for it, critic score. I think it's actually she- not terrible. And it was like, it, it, I mean, there was just like certain aspects where it's like, okay, like, you know, how is her makeup so perfect? But still like in the movie, but it's like, I feel like she's come a long way. And I like, feel like Jennifer's body, had it come out now, would put her in a very different light in terms of the roles that she can and cannot get. No, I agree. I think she's becoming more of like a neat, like, I think because she had such bad experiences with those big blockbusters, she's becoming more of like a niche actress when she does. I don't think she acts as often though now, right? No, no she's done like a, sh- a lot. She's doing way more than she used to do. Or maybe it's more like but smaller it's stuff. Smaller. It's not like the big blockbusters anymore. And maybe that's why I don't know most of them. But yeah, I, I, I do I do agree. I'll give you that. That this movie, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, it is like Josie and the Pussycats where it was like ahead of its time. And it would, be, it would have been more well received by people had it come out now. If the good for her, if the good for her, like meme thing was around back then, I feel like it would have done better. But now it missed out on a chance. Yeah. Like, I feel like if that movie came out now, I don't think it would be like as big as Promising Young Woman, but I feel like it would be a lot more warmly received than it has been because a lot of critics have gone back and I think rewatched this movie and realized, like, this actually really isn't a bad movie. <laughs> so it's like Jimmy with Showgirls. Yeah. It's a bad no. movie, but I enjoyed that movie. No, Showgirls is so bad it's good. Like it's like you you can't say like oh it's good, but it's like it's still bad. Showgirls, it's just like it's so ridiculous that like you can't help but like laugh. Is that how you feel, Jimmy, or do you feel it's good? No, it's just it's 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 a horrible film, but okay. I enjoy that. 
do not put showgirls <laughs> up against Jennifer's body. Um, and then all of a sudden, like Chris Pratt was in it. Like I was like, oh, that's a surprise because this was like before his like blow up as a stardom. He was, this was when just he was starting on, like, Everwood. Parks and Rec. Yeah, I I didn't know. I mean, I didn't watch Everwood. It was I knew him first from Parks and Rec, and like he wasn't to me like he became like huge after like 2014 with Guardians. So this was like. He was in a lot of stuff before Guardians, and like he blew up, and like now is like in everything. But this was like pre-blockbuster Chris Pratt, and I was like, "Oh, that's a nice little surprise to see him." I do have a question: well, during the fire in the club in the bar, did they start that themselves, or did that just have to be like a happy accident? I believe they did. Okay, because like, like I don't think that they really talk about it, but they saw it and they were like, they knew it was there, and then afterwards he's like, "Oh, you want a drink?" Like knew what was there. The fire. Oh, oh. Because you saw it spreading, and they're like, oh, yeah, come on. Like, so they didn't start it purposely, though, though. No, I think they did. Oh, okay, okay. Because it came from one of their speakers. Or, like, plugs. Okay. I, so it, it seemed like it could have gone either way, so I just want, I, you, I want maybe, like, you guys to understand more. I did like the practical effects. I thought that was a nice... It, it enhanced the movie. It gave it a better look to it. I was reading about it. They actually put, like, a lot of, like, effort into those. Yeah, I think it helped, like, the pool scene especially. Like, yeah. it's not, like, a CGI Megan Fox, like, going crazy. It's, like, they actually put her on a rig and, like, you know, made her go, Woo, like, float up in the air and shit like that. Also, like, the scene where, like, she's opening her mouth, like, dislocating, like, that's, like, a bust that, like, it's, like, it's not, like, all CGI. It was, like, robotic that I was, like, oh, because yeah. I was, like, that looks actually pretty good for, like, uh, what was it, 2009 this came 2009. out? I was, like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And I was, like, oh, okay, because they actually, back back before people were, like, we can't do, we can't give money the practical we have to do all cgi they actually and to be honest there she's a disney princess now so that's true that's I, that's the first thing i said to you <laughs> i was like oh it's fox and i was like she's a disney princess and fun fact so is uh amy dunn in gone girl i was gonna mention that when we talked about that oh my gosh you know anything with the fox logo in front of it i'm like oh she's a disney princess do you know fox i was reading about this they had like a it was a certain studio that made this movie, like the vision of Fox that was like only for like more niche movies. I didn't even know they had that studio. It, it closed. I think this was their last one after Jennifer's body because it didn't do well. Right. This movie like box office. Wise. No, it did not. I think it closed. No. It, it closed after. So I was like, I never I think they did like Beth. Like, I guess like they did like a lot of weird movies. Was I, Life after Beth. I mean, I remember this movie being um, oh, like a trivia that I was going to put in there was like how we saying like it was like ahead of its time. Was I think they went to like the director Karen? I have to say, have it in front Kusama. of me. Kusama, Kusama. I have to see it in front of me to say it. And they were like, okay, so we want Megan Fox to do advertisements on like these porn websites as Jennifer, and she's like, do you not understand the point of this film? And she's like, she didn't even bring that to Jen- uh, Megan Fox because she's like, she's not going to do it. We're not doing any of that. The marketing of this film. Like, okay, so this is a good for her film, 100%, but the marketing of this film at its time just showed, like, the huge, like, gap in sexism, like, from, like, now back then, because, you know, in all the marketing material, it was just showing Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox making out, and I think that's also another reason why critics and audiences, like, didn't, like, like enjoy it because it was like this is being marketed as just like an exploitation film based on Megan Fox who was a who like based on like who she is like superficially wise versus like everyone missed like the the like guts of the film and what it's about so I think that hurt it a lot because it's like people who are going to see this movie like it's all males like it's not like it's it's not a 
it wasn't even though this is actually a movie that is like kind of pointed towards the female population about friendship and stuff like that despite like the other things that it shows it was like okay two girl two hot girls are making out so it's like come to the theater <laughs> they advertised it for the male gaze but it's when when you went go in like look at it it's more the female gaze it's about like they yeah. literally said about like the complications of friendship yeah yeah but no the studio is called fox atomic it wasn't niche films. I, I got oh, that yes. wrong. No, I actually do remember. It was those. it was more of those like teen movies where it was like, um, I love you, Beth Cooper, Miss March, The Rocker, Postgrad. I don't know if I ever heard of that one, but and then they have yeah, twenty eight weeks. Postgrad is, and then they have horror movies with The Hills Have Eyes too, and twenty eight weeks later. So they have a lot. They have just random stuff. But I just was very interested. I was like, I never even heard of this uh, label before, and it closed in. I think Jennifer's Body was the last one, so it closed after that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There was ten movies. This studio. Made. Yeah, technically. Through the point of Jennifer, don't consider this a good for her movie. I consider it through the Amanda Seyfried character a good for her movie. Yes. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not saying that it's for Jennifer, but Amanda Seyfried is a good for her movie because even though people, they portray Chip, her boyfriend, as like, oh, he's a nice kid. He also like still made out with his best friend's girl, uh, his best, his girlfriend's best friend. Yeah. Like I, at I, the end of the film. It was, I, I was like, at first I was like, is, at first, because you guys were like, oh, we have to do Jennifer's body. I never saw it before we, we were, for the podcast, I watched it for the first time. And I was like watching, I was like, I wouldn't consider it good for her. And then the last 20 minutes, I was like, this is what they're talking about, I'm assuming. I was like, I, to me, it's a good for her movie at the last 20 minutes, really. Also, I mean, it's got that amazing Diablo Cody writing. Elaborate on that. Like, it was just, it was almost like with Juno and stuff. Just like, just sharp the, and witty. Types, sharp and yeah. witty. That Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Like when she stabs her, she goes, ah, oh, my tit. Like that, <laughs> that's my favorite line in the movie. That and no no she's not high, she's actually evil not high school evil like to me that her, that was the, i think the writing was like the story was i think they had a good writer to me i didn't care for the directing they couldn't find the balance of this like good script and they tried to do like campy and dark and i feel like they needed to pick one or the other or get a better director i feel like diablo cody would have been probably better directed she's a very famous director really she's made some not big movies she made some very big niche indie films i think girl fight was one of them oh girl fights are so good the, girl fight the, with michelle rodriguez yeah. the oh. it's like her first movie what's the, the invitation? invitation was good um jennifer's body i know she directed the pilot of yellow jackets and i think she exec produced it she's very big with the um niche market niche like female empowerment yeah i just i wasn't a fan of her directing but that was that that might have been why my rating for the movie would be so I think it's just like it was a a victim of the time because I feel like a lot of movies were directed like that like Twilight was directed like that and those came out around the same time it's just like this weird I don't know this weird filter that they were trying to do especially like I feel like that they used a lot during that time maybe maybe you're right maybe it's the because I think it was it felt it felt very 2000s and i guess maybe the studio was trying to push it as like a teen comedy and like it really the movie wasn't that and so it got affected mm-hmm. by that's that. what they were trying to make it was a, a high school teen comedy with a little bit of raunchiness a little bit of horror that's why i didn't like it better. I, I, horror yeah. comedy it's a horror comedy at points and hardy and for some reason those don't land and i don't know why because they're usually the it's best. a tricky balance to do that's why but no i'm looking at uh karen kusama's uh like filmography and she unfortunately directed Eon Flux. Um, oh God! But she did a lot of TV recently. So, I mean, she did an episode of The Outsider. 
Yellow Jackets in treatment. Did she direct all of Yellow Jackets or just the one episode? Just the just the pilot. Just the pilot. Okay, okay cuz like I think we've said Yellow Jackets like at least but, 10 but to 15. But when you direct the pilot of something that sets the tone for the whole No, I know, show. but I'm just curious cuz that also when you direct all of it it's like that's all your work. So that's why I was curious. Okay, so like I think uh for Jennifer's body like acting wise I think I it's okay. It's not great acting wise. Like it's pretty generic. Like Jennifer's body, I love just in general because I I just enjoy it. But if I'm looking at it from like a purely like type of critic thing, it's a very generic. Like there's nothing outstanding about the acting or anything like that. I just think that the like metaphor for the movie is just like that's what pretty much I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I I think that's the I think that's my thing. It's like a very generic movie, and maybe I just didn't. It didn't. I watched it too late. Maybe I don't know. But I feel like I would appreciate think- it more. I don't it know. actually, um, I think it actually caters towards females more that because be Diablo Cody said that she wrote this film because she remembered like back when you were like when she was younger and you had that best friend, especially like for girls that you literally do everything with. Like, yeah, I read, that. I like read her saying that. Do. And it's just kind of like, I guess it's different between guy best friends and girl best friends to an extent. Like I feel like girl best friends, there is like a level of like closeness that guys just don't do like even with their best friends, which sounds weird. Cause now I'm like, this sounds kind of weird what I'm saying, it, but it's like, I, but like for girls, it's like, it's like different. Like, no, I agree. It's I, like guys won't share a bed or something when it's like, Oh, you're going to sleep over. Okay, dude. Like, right. I mean like now I'll share. I don't yeah, care. I really don't care. No. But yeah. But back like, then, when you're yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's like even like, but it's like when you're younger with the girls, it's like, oh, you share a bed? Okay, who gives a shit? Yeah. No, you're probably right. I mean, if it was made now and like they didn't have to put like a look to it, like make it because it didn't have to like fit like that teen comedy look to it, I think I would have liked it better. It's just I think it suffered for maybe the time. That's why I'm not liking it. Girls, I feel like can relate more to that type of friendship that um, Amanda Seyfried's character and Megan Fox's character had. No, I agree. Yeah, you're right. I just like horror comedies. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just like these type of movies. Well, Jimmy doesn't count. Jimmy's different. But I'm just talking about like <laughs> now general general audience like with like I, with like I, he, he thinks Midsommar is the best thing ever. So, I, was yeah. a, I was ahead of the time. Sure. We can yeah, go with that. I was Let's ahead go with of that. The time. Also, yeah, I, okay. for, I forgot J.K. Simmons was in Juno. Juno. So I'm like, why the first of all, his character is so fucking stupid. And I'm like, why does he have a hook for a hand? And then I'm like, why is he in this movie? And then I was like, oh, he probably... Got it long and well with Diablo Cody. I was like, okay, all makes sense. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Jimmy, do you Tri- want to do some trivia? Trivia. Win. Lose. <laughs> okay, are you ready? I'm ready. There's three questions. Okay. Oh my goodness. Rules again. I will read out everything. First person I hear make a screaming noise gets it. Screaming noise? So I, everyone just be like, ah, ah, and that's it? Yeah, that's Okay. It. The song Jennifer's Body was recorded by which band? Nirvana, Soundgarden, or Hole? Nah! I don't even know. I was going to say. Okay. Um, Soundgarden. No. Okay. Hole? Yes. Uh, Courtney, oh, Courtney Love's band, which I do listen to that song quite a bit. I actually do like Hole. Hole? The answer was Hole? Yes. I was going to say, it definitely wasn't Nirvana, because I it's, feel like that- It's played at the end of the movie, but there was a, movie, a song called Jennifer's Body, like, from the 90s. That just happened, so I just put it in there. Wait, what was the question? The song Jennifer's Body was recorded by which band? Oh, I didn't. I heard the question. I, I heard who did the <laughs> score? What band did the score for the movie? I was like, I don't know. Cool. I was going to guess. Oh, okay. Okay. A song Jennifer's Body. No, no. There's an song, actual song called Jennifer's Body. Oh, okay. 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 Number two. Okay. Who was not considered 
for the role of Nikolai, which was uh, the, uh, the the lead singer of the band, Adam Brody. Yes, Adam okay. Brody's character. Was it A. Pete Wentz, B. Brandon Yuri, or C. Joe Madden? <laughs> Matt? Um, Brandon Yuri. Yes. Pete you sound Wentz. like a turkey. I know. <laughs> Pete Wentz and Joe Madden were considered. And number three, what cult movie does Colin invite Jennifer to? A. The Room. B. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or C. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> Kelly. The Room. The Room. No. I forgot the other one. It's not secret. It's not clowns. The other one. What was the other answer? I di- I didn't even know what you're talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Room. Rocky Horror. Rocky Picture Horror Show. Picture Show. Yes. Okay. When, wait. When did he invite her to a movie? He goes. Do you want to go see Rocky Horror at the Bijou? And she goes. I'm not really into boxing movies. It's like I when she was. was it's when she was like being like when drained, like when she like was all like messed up from not eating anyone. Who said it? Like to she her? looks ugly. Colin, the, the kid go- from Scream the Five. The kid. Do you want to go see Rocky Hard, the picture show? And she goes, nah, not really. I'm not a fan of boxing At movies. school. Okay, I remember the scene now. I'm thinking you said Adam. I I don't know what Matt happened Matt was having an issue. I thought this. you said Adam Brody. I was like, and when you said messed up, I, I thought said, you meant I said Adam Brody. No, no, no. I thought, I thought you said Adam Brody in my head. So that's why I'm like, the scene where she's all messed up, I was like, after so, he killed, after he like tried to sacrifice her? I was yeah, like, he killed her and said, hey, you want to go see Rocky Horror to beat you? <laughs> I was like, well, because that scene was funny, so I could I could have saw, I could have, but yeah, that was also a very funny scene also, This the, the sacrifice, because I was like, oh, okay, they actually got the balance right there, but let's do MVP, LVP, most valuable player, least valuable player, Jimmy, your MVP. I'm going with Megan Fox. Kelly? Megan Fox. I'm going with Amanda Seyfried, because she got the good for her. Good for her. That's what I'm going with. LVP? My LVP was... I actually thought Adam Brody was really bad in this movie. Kelly? Chip. I thought he was a dick. Oh, that's the boyfriend, right? Yeah. Okay. And then mine is the director. That is a very bad LVP, but okay. But that's who my least valuable... I didn't care for the directing. That's the whole thing. Okay. Well, let's give it a nice little... Rating. You got it, Matthew. I will give this a 5.5. Oh, my God. Kelly? I will give it a seven. I'm gonna give it an eight. Six point eight three. Six point eight three. I was almost gonna give it a six, so it'd been a six, seven, eight. Oh, what a shame. Oh man. What a shame. Okay. Well, I think any last thoughts, Jimmy? I'm giving you the last thoughts for every every episode. Just I think everyone should just go watch this now. Even if you'd seen it before when it came out in two thousand nine. Just go watch it with twenty twenty two eyes and you'll see there's a difference. Quick question before we go. Um this and Josie Pussycats are both considered ahead of their times. Which one's better to you? Um, I would say Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and Pussycats? Okay. I would say the same thing. So on that final note, we are going to go. We will see you later for next week in our... Good for her. This fucking drum. In the Good for Her month. And next we've done Midsummer. We've done Jennifer's Body. And now we get to do... Gone Girl. And... Heathers. (laughs) Don't sound so excited for Heathers. I was not expecting you to do... I literally I asked that. you what's next coming up this month. You said next. Okay, I thought you. Okay, we're having issues <laughs> understanding each other today. Okay, yeah, it's it's Gone Girl, and then it's Heather's, and that is our good for her month. It's an anti Valentine's Day month. I feel like, or it could be a Valentine's anti-Valance Day month. Anti Valentine's Day, not anti Valentine's. It's an anti Valentine's Day. You th- oh, <laughs> anti Valentine's Day. Oh my god, I literally thought the word was Valentine's. <laughs> Okay, we're that's, going. That's that's the reason why I picked this topic. I oh, is it? Do rom coms? Oh, but I just know you like good for her. I thought this was the time. Well, we didn't have to do it during. We didn't have to do a, a February. Just could have been anything. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Good for her. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. 
Give us some likes on social media at Pop Poor Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.